0: Welcome to the Sermon B-Side Podcast, a podcast of Liberty Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. A church that desires to live, speak, and serve as the very presence of Jesus in the Harrisburg region. Sermon B-Sides is designed to be a resource to help us deepen the conversation about this week's sermon and answer questions that would be helpful to accomplish our purpose. Welcome to another B Side Podcast. My name is John Robinson. I serve as one of the pastors at Liberty Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania.
1: And my name is Matt Luloyan. Uh, I serve alongside John at Liberty Harrisburg, and great to be uh, with you today and this week. Uh, we are coming to you live from the nicest podcast studio that oh B Sides has ever been recorded in. It's an actual it's studio. A, it's an
0: actual podcast studio.
1: <laughs> this is how this is how some people live in the real in the real world.
0: Yeah. They- they, when they take this stuff seriously, this is this is what you get. There's, <laughs> you there's and I like eight crate stuff on the walls. Yeah, um, there no. are really nice microphones sitting yeah. next to us that we're not using.
1: No, but I'm I'm impressed and envious all at once, and grateful for our friends at ABWE for yes. loaning out the use of the space. We're up here uh, doing some training that they're offering here at the at their ABWE facilities in New Cumberland and. Taking a little break during the lunch hour to uh, record right. B-Sides this week.
0: Yeah, yeah. We wanted to make sure we did that this week for you guys. Uh, yeah, we're in the middle of like a three-day seminar stretch here. So uh, Tuesday, uh, well, Tuesday at lunch. Here we yeah, are.
1: Here we are. Yeah, man. And uh, John, um, thanks so much, man, for for serving us well on Sunday. Mm-hmm. We were in Acts chapter 14 Um, talking about rejection and rejoicing. Yes. Um, As we've seen already in the book of Acts, and we'll continue to see in the book of Acts, the apostles, as they begin to um, share the good news about Jesus, first in Jerusalem and then in Judea and Samaria, and now Paul and Barnabas being sent out on what's known as Paul's first missionary journey. Yeah. uh, They experience a lot of both of those things. uh, They're rejected quite a bit. Um, but they also do see many people come to put their faith in Jesus and they Mm -hmm. rejoice over that. Um, so yeah, I thought, um, the way you walked us through that on Sunday was really helpful. It was, um, compelling, um, you know, got into the, the, the text and the narrative of that really well, but then also Mm -hmm. just trying to bring that into, to the implications for our own, our own lives, Mm -hmm. um. We had one question come in, so yeah. maybe we we'll just dive right into that. Let's do that. Yeah. yeah, just wanting to set you guys up well for, for, uh, for Bible studies this week and mm-hmm. conversations you're having. Um, so the question is this. Paul is you know, famously stoned nearly to death mm-hmm. in Lystra. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then he you know, gets back up, kind of dusts himself off, goes right back into the city for a day, yeah. leaves, moves on. Uh, he does, though, as you pointed out Sunday, he then makes kind of the, the return loop. He goes back through all of these cities that he's visited before then mm-hmm. returning to uh, Antioch in Syria, the original Antioch, uh, back mm-hmm. to the to the church that sent him out. But he goes out and then kind of does a loop all the way back mm-hmm. through, which means that at some point on that loop back through, he did again stop at Lystra. He did, yeah. And we don't really know how long. We're not given mm-hmm. a time frame for that return loop and how long mm-hmm. he stayed, Um Here's the question, how do we know when, for example, we experience some kind of rejection, Paul experienced that rejection at Lystra, Mm -hmm. how do we know when to, um, as the disciples were told by Jesus in some cases, to shake the dust from their feet Mm -hmm. when you're rejected at a place and say, you know, they have rejected Jesus, they've rejected the gospel, Mm -hmm. we as a sign of saying our, you know, Mm -hmm. our hands are clean, we've shared with them the good news, they don't want it. When do we shake the dust from our feet? Uh, versus, when do we return and go back as Paul did to Lystra?
0: Yeah, I think that's a that's a really good question that I think should give us some pause um, to answer um, because I don't know if it's necessarily uh, as formulaic as we would want it to be. It's like you know, hey, here are the three qualifying factors in which you shake your dust off and. Yeah, and here are the three qualifying factors in which you would return. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think some of that, and one of the things we need to see with Paul is Paul's, um, <clears throat> one, Paul's compassion for people. Mm-hmm. Um, we see that come through. He's he's obviously he's set apart specifically for the ministry towards, towards the Gentiles. Lystra being a very pagan city. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, even with that you know, knowing probably in his heart of hearts, like, hey, as much as I was rejected, uh, the rejection mostly came from and was incited by the Jewish um, unbelieving Jews from Iconium and from Antioch, Pisidia. Mm-hmm. And so uh, they came in, stirred up the crowd against Paul and Barnabas, stoned, you know, dragged Paul out of the, the city, stoned him, uh, left him for dead. And so um, I think Paul still has a heart, and obviously has a calling towards reaching the, these people at Lystra. Mm-hmm. And so, um, <clears throat> I think some of that is—is is are we are we are we sure that God has said like move on? Mm-hmm. Um, can mm-hmm. we affirm like the Spirit's work in our heart? Because that's the other thing with Paul is Paul is. Paul is uh, aware of and in tune with the leading of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, and so, if you know, should, when should we move on? Um, when you can, in in both good conscience and in leading of the Spirit, uh, believe that it is time to move on, mm-hmm. um, you've got to set your own personal preferences aside. Mm. You've got to set your own um, uh, anger and frustration and, and aggravation with. Uh, rejection aside, mm-hmm. and and be attuned to what God is is doing. Now He did leave Lystra after being stoned, right, uh, and move on to Derby, where they stayed in Derby and they made disciples and and they saw God do an incredible work, and that's when they decided to return back. And a lot of what they did in returning back was the strengthening of what was already there. All right. So we see the strengthening of what was already there the establishment of elders inside of the churches that existed in the places they they had just traveled to. So um, some of that we don't see in in Lystra specifically. We don't see like, hey, we see converts, right? We don't see converts in 8 through 18. Hmm. Um, But there was something there. There was something there. Um, The only... The only evidence of faith that we see in 8 through 18 is the belief of the crippled man. Mm. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, is the strengthening and discipleship of this one individual a sufficient enough reason for Paul and Barnabas to go back? I think we need to say yes. So, like, what can we look to? um, What aspects of small faith can we look to that needs to be strengthened, that needs to be reinforced? Um, and at this time, Paul and Barnabas and the men that were with them um, were the only ones like they're the only they're the only Christians in this region of the world that came into Lystra and so um, there's a heart for these people there's a heart for them to know and believe and trust uh, in the message of the gospel uh, to grow in that and to
1: establish a church and so hmm yeah yeah I think that um that's really good a really good um yeah way to unpack that too john the um that Paul also and Barnabas were apostles and therefore had a different calling than for example the elders that they appointed in every church as mm-hmm. they went i think I think when you said there too a lot of their return visits and this is true of Paul in multiple missionary journeys is that he goes initially one time and stays varying lengths, mm-hmm. usually not, not particularly long, usually a matter of weeks or months. There's one famous instance that we'll get to when Paul goes to Corinth, I think it's Acts chapter 18, where, where the Holy Spirit specifically says, I have many in the city who are mine, stay here. For And he stays for 18 months, which for Paul is like a record yeah. in one place. But often they're only there for a short period of time. The initial visits seem to be much more characterized by evangelism, mm-hmm. people coming to faith in Christ, yeah. The return visit seemed to be much more about what we read there in chapter fourteen, verses twenty-one and twenty-two. Mm-hmm. They had seen; they had made many disciples themselves. Then they were in, in um, that's in Derby. Then they return; they make the return loop to Lystra, to Iconium, to Antioch, and Pisidia. And then it says in twenty-two, as you point out, strengthening the souls of the disciples, encouraging them to continue in the faith. Verse twenty-three and appointing elders for them in every church.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Which so we can assume at that point that there were at least some. Christians in each of those places from their initial evangelistic visit that they're returning to some some expression of the church, Mm -hmm. appointing elders there. And even the difference, so absolutely to yes, the discernment of the Holy Spirit, when is it when is it time for us to move on or when is it time for us to stay? Mm -hmm. Also recognizing that certainly unique from Paul and Barnabas, and you know, none of us are apostles in that sense. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some of us would have, you know, what we might call like a lowercase a apostolic gifting where God has has gifted us, called us to do more of this kind of ministry where we go certain we go multiple places over the course of our lives, see people come to faith in Christ, raise up other leaders to leave behind us. Many of us, I'd even maybe argue most of us um, that aren't specifically gifted with that ministry Mm -hmm. and gifting have more of that, like, the you know, which we don't actually get to hear a lot about in the book of Acts, is like, okay, well, what about all those elders who stayed behind mm-hmm. in every church that were there to strengthen long-term? Because right. they were there for, at least many of them, I would imagine, for the long haul, for mm-hmm. pro- perhaps the rest of their lives, um, not moving on, not shaking the dust from their feet, strengthening the church, mm-hmm. seeing, you know, we assume maybe, um, you know, over time, many more people come to faith in yeah. Christ. Yeah. And so that's where I think it's... um taking that additional layer into consideration when we wrestle through our own our own callings in, li- in life to say, you're probably called to hang in there with people and not shake the dust off your feet right, yeah. the way that the apostles were when they were going to make these initial beachhead, you know, mm-hmm. inroads to certain cities that yeah. had never heard the gospel before.
0: Yeah, that's, I mean, that's right, man. Like, just knowing, knowing myself, knowing, knowing people, like, we are more apt to hit the eject button Hmm. before we need to or should. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, We have a tendency to do that, give up on people. It's a hard situation. Uh, Rejection is hard. Um, Dealing with people's um, responses to the gospel is Hmm. going to be hard. Hmm. And so for us, we just want to hit the the eject button, kind of go like, hey, look, we've been rejected. Let's move on to the next one. Whereas... Um, we don't see that consistently throughout Scripture as the way in which God pursues people. Hmm. Uh, looking hmm. at the shepherding heart of Christ, he he does leave the ninety-nine to go after the one, mm-hmm. uh, the one who has, in essence, rejected the uh, the shepherd, mm-hmm. uh, gone on, gone on their own. And so I think that's important for us to to do that and even to the the apostolic aspect of that. We even see like Paul and Barnabas um you know they're referred to in in verse 4 um as little a apostles hmm. um more so I think towards like the the apostolic aspect of of their ministry. Mm-hmm. Um Paul we would probably clarify uh, would be a probably a capital A apostle hmm. um but when it says apostles, it would be Barnabas and probably those who are with them. We do see kind of like this plural um use of language when it comes to like the brothers standing around paul hmm. right um verse twenty when the disciples gathered around him hmm. um so like they're 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 gathering some people with them, some of them probably have little a apostolic giftings. Um, to go and plant and do, but so much of that also needs to be not just go in and plant something and leave it, but like go back and strengthen that as well and so um yeah i didn't get didn't get it really a chance to to jump into like that uh verse four apostolic aspects of of uh, Barnabas and hmm. um and those who are with them but no, that's well. A couple, I'm, couple commentators were like making that a bigger point than I was, hmm. than the than our time allowed, and yeah, and the 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 heart of the message would would permit.
1: Yeah. So no, that's no, that's right, and and there is. I mean, it just continues to strike me as we go through the Book of Acts how there is there is no um, set formula. There's certainly right. intentional thought and and strategy. Mm-hmm. You know, in some sense, given to to these these decisions about where to go. There's mm-hmm. absolutely a dependence upon the spirit, you know, the spirit speaking to, to Paul and guiding uh, and Barnabas and guiding their steps. Um, you know, it came up a couple weeks ago too, where, you know, Peter back in Acts five, when he's set free from prison, immediately goes right back to the temple and starts preaching right. again. Yeah. Then when Peter's imprisoned in Acts 12 um, and set free, he, goes, he goes flees, he disappears, yeah, yeah. and so there's, yeah, he goes to the goes to the door, you mm-hmm. know, at, uh, at John Mark's house, yeah. um, or John Mark's mother's house, right? It was yeah. Mary's house, um, but then, uh, you know, then he just then he then he bails. He's for like he's two gone. years. You don't hear yeah, from don't him hear for from two years. years yeah. So the same kind of question, right? When yeah. to flee? When to go right back? Yeah. Uh, even Paul, like, he gets back up and goes right back into Lystra for a day mm-hmm. to kind of go, like, hey, I'm I'm still alive. I'm still here. Yeah. And then he leaves. So he, mm-hmm. certainly what you said about having um like keeping in step with the spirit and having that sense of what what is God doing here as mm-hmm. best as we can discern it and let's let's keep in step there.
0: Yeah, I think that's yeah, you know, something we, we need to continue to both see um and internalize in our own lives is is like so much of Acts is about the following and the work of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, let us not be um, so verbose in our um, you know, confidence of ourselves that we are neglecting the work of the Holy Spirit and the leading of the Holy Spirit. Like that's the only; those are the only things that are actually going to um, sustain us and make a difference. Mm-hmm. Like we don't make disciples. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the Holy Spirit that, that does that. We don't save people. It's the Holy Spirit that does that. We get to play a role mm-hmm. in that. God uses us, but mm-hmm. he uses us through the power of the Holy Spirit and the working of, of the Spirit there. So, That's good. Um, so uh, giving giving close attention to prayerful consideration of, um, even in the midst of rejection, mm-hmm. uh, the work of the Spirit in our own lives and and desiring that for other people as well.
1: That's good. Um, so rejection was a huge part of this the other part was rejoicing Mm -hmm. and you Mm -hmm. pointed out John uh, especially there toward the end of your sermon just many of the things to still see in this text Mm -hmm. that many people are actually transferred out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God's son Mm -hmm. the signs and wonders the restorative miracles being done this man Mm -hmm. in particular who can walk again uh, people perceiving the power of God um, the gospel being clarified Paul and Barnabas being so confident of the gospel and not inclined to the temptation that would be common to to humanity to receive esteem mm-hmm. praise honor worship from yeah. people they're like all of a sudden elevated to this pedestal which you know human nature would say like man this is awesome we're getting love a lot of love yeah. here from the people yeah. and they, they like tear their clothes mm-hmm. so just the clarity of the gospel in that that Paul didn't die continued on in his mission mm-hmm. um, churches planted elders being uh, raised up and commissioned for the work and of course we see these same kind of things playing out in in God's mission today. Um, I guess when I stopped and thought about that it it made me think, you know, there there there's rejoicing in all of it. If we if we're rejected for the sake of of the gospel, uh, the disciples even back in Jerusalem, you know, they they went home after that encounter with the Sanhedrin um, praising God because they were counted worthy to suffer right yeah. uh, they were they that that there was an experience of union with Jesus in that suffering in that rejection mm-hmm. um, they're rejoicing when they are actually seeing people come to faith in Christ mm-hmm. um, you know I'd love to hear you know you guys uh, flesh this out more in your Bible study groups this week, but at least as it occurs to me, the one really difficult thing that that's hard to to rejoice in would be um Excuse me. When there is, um, when the rejection comes, not necessarily from like an authoritative body, Mm -hmm. like the Sanhedrin, but like the people you're actually in deep relationship with and you love deeply. Mm -hmm. Just initial thoughts on this, John. Um, What is rejoice? Like, how do you how do you rejoice in when the rejection is coming from Mm -hmm. someone with whom you? you have that deep relationship and love with. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, that's a good question. I think one, one definitely worthy of, of exploration in groups. Um, Yeah. I think, I think some of the rejoicing in that can come from the fact that, um, truth was proclaimed. Yeah. Um, there's an awareness to, um, the gospel, like the, you know, Romans, uh, talks about how they are without excuse. Hmm. Um, and that's even just with both general revelation, like revelation of like uh, God's God's existence in the created order of things, hmm. um, but also in specific revelation that God has come. Like we hmm. we are bringing good news to people, mm-hmm. um, whether they accept that or reject that, um, truth is being spoken, mm-hmm. um, and we can rejoice that truth is spoken. We can lament, and I don't think that there's. Um, you're not more spiritual when you don't lament those things. Yeah. I would say like even in some of that lament is, is terribly necessary and yeah. it it speaks to man just like the heart of God um in in that message the desire for someone's good and flourishing mm-hmm. and ultimately their eternal life. Yeah. Um
1: and they're not mutually yeah. exclusive, is too what I'm hearing right. you say. Like yeah. it's not like you have to choose lament or rejoicing no. yeah. in moments like that. There's, there's. Um, I mean, even Paul goes on to write that in Second Corinthians, he talks about being sorrowful, yeah. yet always rejoicing. Yeah, where these things can can happen concurrently. In the rejoicing, being in mm-hmm. truth is proclaimed. God's word does not return void. Yeah. It does what it's meant to do. Um, Union with Jesus in the rejection, mm-hmm. you know, there's a, there's an experience of, of that unity with him. Um, but certainly lament and sorrow.
0: Yeah. I think that's, I think that's a right response. Um, we can, we can see God working. We pray that he would continue to work. Um, I think we can rejoice even that our hearts are there for, um, the good and flourishing and the desire for someone to, to be transferred from death to life. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think lament, uh, sorrow, uh, anguish are right responses. They're very um, in tune, at least you know, if you struggle with that theologically, um, just know that like, those kind of responses are theologically appropriate as well. Mm, that's good. Um, uh, we see this in Paul. I read from you know, uh, Romans 9 mm-hmm. um, where Paul is wishing that he was accursed yeah. For the sake of his kinsmen. Mm-hmm. Um that is a lament mm-hmm. coming from a deep place of love for his people. Um and so that is right and mm-hmm. good for us to experience some of that mm-hmm. in the rejection. Um, but Paul does not stay in that. He also moves into like confidence in the gospel because mm-hmm. he he has a big God theology. Yeah. He, yeah. has a, he has a view of who God is that is grounded in, like, uh, confidence, confidence in who God is and his saving work and that there will be people be people who are Jews mm-hmm. um, who come to faith. Yeah. Uh, for us, there are family members who can come for faith. That doesn't mean that we, um, you know, we just write these people off and we're done with them. Mm-hmm. But, like, may that compel us even more to, to desire hmm. their salvation. That's good. Well said.
1: Yeah, well, hopefully, guys, that gives you some good um, mm-hmm. continued thoughts to, to process and wrestle with and some opportunities to talk more this week with your Bible study groups. Uh, looking forward to being back uh, with you this coming weekend in Acts yeah. chapter 15 and uh, the Jerusalem Council as we get into yes. that a little bit this weekend. Um, but uh, yeah, thanks for the time this afternoon.
0: Yeah, guys, hey, uh, good to be with you. Uh, if you have any more questions, feel free to send those out. Hope you have a great week. There's some Bible study groups. We will catch you next